Hey, it's Mary here. Just to let you know, in this episode, there will be talk about violence and graphic descriptions. So if this isn't for you right now, why not listen back to one of our other episodes? The price Hamas uh, will pay for this inhumane attack on Israelis will be one for the history books. That was Tamisha. She's a member of the IDF. That's the Israeli Defense Force. And she's 22 years old. I lost my best friend, who's a war journalist, on Saturday morning. I honestly don't know if my mom is going to be alive or not. And that was Yara Eid. She's a Palestinian war journalist from Gaza, and her best friend was killed because of the conflict that's now happening between the Palestinian militant group Hamas and Israel. She's 23 years old. The violence that both these women are talking about started on Saturday the 7th of October. Hamas attacked Israel, killing over 250 people at a music festival. And as well as at the festival, there were attacks across southern Israel and rockets fired at the cities of Tel Aviv and Jerusalem. Because of this, Israel has fought back and it's thought that more than 1,500 people on both sides have now died. We'll hear more from Yara later and Tammy too. But first, I want to take you through what happened here and why a festival has become the centre of a war. I'm Mary Manderfield. This is Noted. On Saturday, Hamas, a militant group, attacked Israel. One of the places they targeted was a festival. Thousands of people went along to Supernova, a trance music festival in the Negev Desert in southern Israel. It's just a few miles away from the border of a place called Gaza. It started last Friday during a Jewish holiday. People were camping, there were bars, a food court and an art space too. The celebrations kicked off on the Friday night, just after 10pm. But in the early hours of Saturday, as people were still up and dancing, the music stopped and sirens started. You might have seen the video where people at the festival slowly realise that rockets and paragliders are above them. Palestinian militants had stormed the festival. And it wasn't just violence happening there. Hamas had opened fire as part of a huge surprise attack on Israel. And the walls that separate Israel and Gaza were breached. Towns and villages across southern Israel were attacked. Dozens of Israelis, not just the festival goers, but families, grandparents, children, have been kidnapped and taken back into Gaza as hostages. Imagine being at a music festival with your mates, to then having to flee for your life. People jumped into cars, but after Hamas began targeting them, lots just had to run or hide. One of them was Gili Yoskovich, who told the BBC she had to take shelter in an orchard. I was the first one to go out of the field. Still, people took them like two, three hours to go out, and all the way people were dying, all the way on the road. Young people, whoever tried to run away, they were shooting him from both sides. So far, more than 260 bodies have reportedly been recovered from the festival site. That's according to rescue agency Zaka. Others were taken hostage and some are still missing. You might have seen endless videos going around, but there's just so much more to this than you might think. And I know that these stories can be really hard to just even get your head around, especially when it involves so many people dying. So 
In today's episode, I'm going to try and make it as simple as possible so that we can properly make sense of it. So to help us understand this story fully and the backstory behind it, I want to bring in someone who's been following this story really closely. So Lucy Marley is a journalist and my friend from the news movement, and she's been looking into this. Lucy, I know you're really busy covering this story, so thank you for coming in and sharing more on Noted. Thanks for having me. Right, so let's just start with the basics this attack on Saturday, how significant is it? Yeah, so as you said earlier, it's just really complicated. But I think the main thing to start with is the events on Saturday have been described as Israel's 9-11. So the most serious attack the country's seen in a generation. But I think it's important to remember also that this war has been going on for decades, not days. And because it's been going on for so long, because it's been so complicated, so many lives have been lost on each side, which is why there's so much emotion from each side. But essentially, this conflict comes down to an argument about who is, quote-unquote, the rightful owner of the land. Okay, so who are the people behind the attack? Okay, so the group behind the October 7th attacks is called Hamas, and they are a Palestinian militant group which run a place called Gaza, and they want to create a Palestinian state. There is a source of tension over, like, who owns what land, and that is kind of driving this conflict because Palestinians believed that their land was stolen after the creation of Israel, the Israeli state in 1948. But obviously the Israelis believe that their land is theirs, which is why this conflict has been going on for so long. Okay, so this goes way back and you mentioned Gaza. Can you explain, like, what is the Gaza Strip and why is that place so relevant with what's happening now? So it's relevant because Hamas ruled the Gaza Strip. So they were elected to rule Gaza in 2007, but they are also recognised as a terrorist organisation by the UK, the US, EU, Israel. And not everyone in the Gaza Strip supports Hamas, but they control most aspects of their life in the territory. But the reason why the Gaza Strip is so interesting is because of just the size of it and how many people live in it. So imagine if you were going to run a marathon, Mm -hmm. you would run that marathon from the top to bottom and you would run a 10k from the width of it. But there's over 2 million people living in that tiny space. So that is why it just, it makes for such an interesting place. Such like a densely populated area. Yeah, exactly. So it's a relatively small place, millions of people kind of crammed in. But if I were to look at a map, where exactly is Gaza? So obviously it borders Israel, but then it also borders Egypt and the Med Sea. Um, And the access to Gaza is controlled by the Israelis. And the population within Gaza is um, relies on international aid and most people live in extreme poverty. So from what I've seen online, I see a lot of people talking about Gaza and Palestine. And I feel like sometimes there's a little bit of confusion between the two. Can you tell me more? Yeah, like, and this is where it is really genuinely really tricky to say because Palestine does mean different things to different people. Today... It's used as a term to describe the territories populated by Palestinian people. So Gaza, the West Bank, East Jerusalem, they're separate areas which are surrounded by Israel. But Palestinians want these areas to, well, basically be seen as a separate country. Can you tell me how Israel fits into that with what's happening with Palestine? Yeah, so it was created in 1948 after World War II. And Arabs and Jews had lived side by side in the region for literally centuries, so ages But in 1948, Israel was created after an international agreement gave Jews a homeland. 
And then that basically meant that Palestinians were then forced into those tiny territories that we were talking about earlier. So Gaza, West Bank and East Jerusalem. And I guess from then on, the conflict has just been between the two sides ever since. I hear it come up in the news all the time and whether there's protests or fighting. But what is so different about like what's happening now? Yeah, I mean, there's always kind of conflicts going on in that area because of, I guess, the the tensions there. But the reason why this is different now is because, well, for one, this year has been the deadliest year on record for Palestinians in those territories. But also this attack wasn't in any way spontaneous. It was well planned. It's on a scale that's I guess, hasn't been seen before. I feel like that's given me a better understanding of Israel and Palestine and where Gaza fits into all of this as well. Um, but bringing it back to this weekend, I mentioned the music festival where hundreds of people were killed, but this was part of like a wider attack. So what actually happened? Yeah, and this isn't wasn't just happening in the festival. So Hamas was going through the borders into southern Israel and taking grandmothers, grandparents, children, young women from their houses. And you've probably seen some of the videos, but it's quite horrific how they're just putting them on motorbikes and trucks and just taking them out. And they're basically now being used as bargaining chips. And there's been even some videos where a young woman's body in Gaza, where they've all been taken back to, has basically been paraded around the streets. It's, it's pretty horrific. So these civilians, everyday people, are just almost being snatched and taken to Gaza. Yeah, and Hamas have now said that they will kill those people if Israel launched attacks on Gaza without any warning, I guess. So I've heard that this attack was like years in the making, but do we know if the people in Israel actually know like why this happened now? Well, I was actually able to speak to um, someone in the IDF, the Israeli Defence Forces. She's 22, she's called Lieutenant Tammy Shaw, and she was able to kind of explain how much of a surprise this was. Yes, it was quite a surprise attack, but I will say that now we're in the middle of a war and the IDF's priority is to fight first, protect our civilians and get to all those who hurt them. And we'll ask the questions regarding the surprise once uh, we get the situation under control and all of our civilians in safe conditions. What we've seen on Saturday is a massacre of Israeli civilians in southern Israel. So naturally, we're all feeling a bit low, but I have full faith in the IDF and in the Israeli people that we will overcome this and we will only be stronger after these dark days. But the price Hamas uh, will pay for this inhumane attack on Israelis will be one for the history books. So Tammy mentioned that they're now at war, but what does that actually mean for people? What actually happens now? So Israel's responded with their own airstrikes and bombings. And I actually asked Tammy about how they plan to come back from this. The IDF is ready. Obviously, we have forces fighting all along the Gaza fence. And we have aerial uh, troops and uh, squadrons flying and attacking from the air in Gaza. But our eyes are all over our borders. We are prepared in the north. We're prepared in Judea and Samaria. And we highly recommend all parties that are looking do not interfere in what's happening in Israel. We are prepared, we're ready, and we're waiting. So since I was able to speak to Tammy, Israel says it's actually secured its border with Gaza. But that doesn't mean this is over at all. So the IDF has said that the response will go down in the history books. 
And now they have to kind of work out why this was an element of surprise and what led up to that. So Tammy from the IDF explained that there will be consequences for these attacks on Israel. But have we actually managed to speak to someone from the Palestinian side? Yeah, so we've been able to speak to Yara Eid. She's a Palestinian journalist to just kind of explain what's actually going on there right now. The situation is really horrific right now in Gaza. You know, Israel is targeting every residential building. They're not respecting mosques or hospitals. Ambulances have been bombed. Everything and everyone is targeted. And the number of casualties is really rising. There's so many people who are wounded and so many dead. I unfortunately don't see any solution. I actually see a, a crisis that happening. I see hundreds of thousands being displaced. You know, Gaza is a very densely populated area. Most of the strip is completely destroyed right now. It's horrific. Whole neighborhoods completely wiped off. Whole refugee camps are completely obliterated. You know, it's really tragic what's happening, but it's not the first time. But this is the strongest assault on Gaza since 2014. So that was the Gaza war in 2014. Yeah, and the news movement wanted to ask her what she thought about Tammy from the IDF's comments about the attacks being barbaric and if she'd seen any of those videos we've seen on social media. Yeah, but why don't you ask me about the footage of Palestinians being cut into pieces? Why don't you ask me about the footage of fathers carrying the bodies of their little girls? Why don't you ask me about the footage of my house literally shaking? Why don't you ask me about the footage of my best friend being killed in front of my eyes on TV as he was literally reporting on the ground? Why are we being asked about what's happening on the other side while my people are dying. You know, you should be asking me about how I feel. You should be asking me about my people. You should be asking me about my relatives that are literally at risk. You should be asking me why do Palestinians, where do they go? Where do they run to? Do they have bunkers? Do they have shelters? Israel is literally wiping off Gaza from the map. I think, honestly, Hamas learned all these tactics from Israel. Israel is just uh, tasting what they made Palestinians go through for the past 75 years. You can hear from both Yara and Tammy earlier that there's so much emotion in this from both sides, from both people. Yeah, I think it just shows like what we said at the beginning about how complicated all of this is. Like even chatting through this has been really complicated. Yeah, I appreciate us having this conversation because I know it's huge, I know it's big, but even to just get to this point, it helps me see like the bigger picture. Now, obviously, in this episode, we've just scratched the surface of a situation that is really complex. We've heard some stories that are really hard to hear as well. But I hope it's helped you understand some of what's happening in the Middle East right now. Now, this isn't a situation that is going to end anytime soon. So if you want to keep up to date, head to the news movement socials to keep an eye on what's going on. And if you've been affected by anything that you've heard, you can find some resources in the show notes. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. If you haven't already, hit follow so you know when the next episode is out. And if you want to share your thoughts or experiences of anything that we've talked about today, we've got a WhatsApp number so you can drop me a message. You can find that number in the show description. I'll be back with you next Wednesday with another episode of Noted. This is a podcast by the news movement produced by Persephonica. 